The year is 2042. An elephant-cyborg hybrid has taken over the earth, enslaving not only the human race, but all animal life too. It shoots coconuts from its trunk at a thousand miles an hour and interrupts any audio podcast. The only one that it allows through is the Stuanow pod. And welcome to episode 16. <laughs> what do you think of that, Stu? What do you think of uh... Anyway, hello. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. what, what do you think of a uh, cyborg-elephant hybrid? I think we should call him Elephant in the Robot Room. Yep, definitely. Uh, I am a robot elephant. <laughs> uh, I never forget. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I and it's in that. my memory bank. <laughs> they'd even, they'd have even better memories than normal, wouldn't they? Doesn't they're thinking about Stu? Anyway, cybernetic still, elephant. How you doing? What what are you drinking? Heineken. Oh, I've got a glass of red wine. It is. I like those little tins. How See how big Stu? my beard is now, look how. Yeah, it's getting getting big. That massive, isn't it? Yep. Massive. <laughs> Alex, and your beard. Been, um... <laughs> you what? And your beard. <laughs> uh, Al, yeah, it's been a a very emotional week for the nation, I suppose you could say, seeing as the whole country is in tears. Yeah, <laughs> good one. But seriously though, uh, Al, we yep. had our five hundredth our five hundredth follower on Twitter this week, <laughs> which was the lovely people at Plunge Podcast. Oh. Nice. So their podcast is about bad dating stories, pop culture, and all-round entertainment. And oh, you can check them out right. at plungepodcast.com. Oh, I might give it a listen. It sounds quite good. Mm. I give it a listen. It was actually good as oh, well. Excellent. I enjoyed it. So, Wait, though, Alex. Wait, there's more. Go. Go for it. Uh, just to let you know, we've had uh, new listeners in Chesterfield, Missouri. There's a Chesterfield in America. I did not know that. No. And also, I want you to do an impression of this as well. We've yeah. had listeners in the Bronx in New York. Hey, what's up? Listening in the Bronx, you know? Motherfucker. <laughs> no, I said, I said the Bronx, New York. Yeah, like New York. Hey, uh, uh, what's up, New York, huh? Like that. What were you going to say anyway before? Uh, I'm never going to be able to get to the Bronx in New York now. I'm going to get beaten up. Yep. Right, so Stu, um, you know, it's been a very testing time for the government at the moment. Yeah. And also, um, no. <laughs> <they've>, uh, <laughs> obviously with the um, Christmas coming up and the lockdown and going into different tier system, there's a lot of people that are lonely at Christmas. Um, so the government have um, introduced a new old man government help scheme where they are going to pair up an old man with a younger man. <laughs> So, Stu, <laughs> I wonder I've where got, this is going. <laughs> so I've got an audio recording um, of an old man that's been sent and said that um, they basically want you to have this old man for Christmas. He'll come around for dinner. He's allowed to come around Me? for dinner. Yeah, but he's going to mm. tell you a little bit about himself to start with. Is that all right? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> I'll just play the tape for you. You ready? Yeah, I'll, I'll grab it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Click. Hello, Stuart. <laughs> Your face, then. I know. <laughs> you don't need to do the face, no one's looking. I, know, I do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Stuart. My name's Derek Bunzerigan. <laughs> and I'm 87 years old, or 87 years young, as I like to tell the, tell the young ladies at the nursing home. <laughs> Stuart, I'd like to come to your house for dinner on Christmas Day. I'll bring anything you like, <laughs> as long as I can get it from the nursing home. <laughs> anyway, Stuart, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the things that we get up to at the nursing home, and maybe we can play the games like that at your house. One of them is called Hurt My Willy, right? And what it is, is we've got a problem with an investor. <laughs> We've got an Im a problem with an infestation of mice in our care home. Um, so there's a lot of rat traps around. Now, what me and some of the old chaps 
do is we put our willies in the mousetrap, Stuart, and it really hurts. Oh, <laughs> it's very much fun. I'll bring a mousetrap round for you to put your willy into if you like. And then we can be the purple bellend gang. Because <laughs> 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 it goes really purple when it's bruised. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's starting off badly. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Stuart, uh, let me know what you think and I'll get back to me when you can. Goodbye. <laughs> what do you think, Stuart? Sounds like a lovely chap. Sounds like a right con. <laughs> you could be in that gang with him, though. Nah, I don't want a mouse trap with you. Right? I'm good. <laughs> Just tell him I'm dead or something. <laughs> right, let's crack on. This is top three. Uh, top three. So me and Al pick a subject and then we tell you about our top three favourite things about that. And we would have asked the uh, Twitter fam and the Instagram followers to submit their suggestions too. Exactly. So it was your week uh, last time. What did you pick for us? Top three Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit characters. Nerd. A lot of... <laughs> yeah, I did get called a nerd on... I think it was uh, Mr. Comrath who called me, and John Jones, who both called me a nerd for picking this. So yeah. cheers for that, lads. How did you find picking these three? A lot, a lot of fun. I enjoyed I it. You didn't like it, no? No. I've not watched the Lord Why? of the Rings films for ages. Um, so I found this really difficult because I didn't want to pick your main characters, your Aragorn, your Legolas, or, you know, whoever, Frodo, whatever. So I tried to find some characters that I found amusing. So I picked them. He was the one that built everything, weren't he? Legolas. <laughs> Moving on, Stu. <laughs> um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to give me my number three? Aye, go on. Uh, well, my actual number three, I have picked Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mainly because uh, he slides down some stairs on a shield at one point, shooting arrows. At oh, all. Yeah. That's that was really cool. Uh, so Legolas is an elf. Yes. Um, played by Orlando Bloom. Yes. And, uh, I like the fact that as an elf, he lives in a place called Mirkwood, which sounds like a really dangerous estate, doesn't it? Go yeah, down Mirkwood. Yeah, you go down Mirkwood, pal. Don't mess with the Mirkwood crew. Um, which actually you wouldn't mess with the Mirkwood crew if he was Legolas was one of them because he'll shoot arrows at you. Yeah, probably. Uh, I just think he's quite a good character. Can't be killed, can he? Or summit? I don't know. Immortal? Are they immortal? Or does this live really long? Long. Uh, long yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I long. Found, some, found some stuff about um, Orlando Bloom to do with uh, the actual film. So he originally uh, auditioned to play Faramir. Did you know that? No. No. Um, and he fell off a horse during the first during filming of the first film, and broke a rib. Oh dear! Um, and also, he quit smoking in two thousand and two, which caused him to start biting his nails. So nice. That's the carrot. That's um, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, not Legolas. Maybe Legolas gave up smoking because you don't, you don't see him smoking he... in Lord of the Rings, do you? So maybe no. It's mainly a Hobbit thing, isn't it? Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> Gandalf hey, as well. Hey, Stu. It's it's maybe a, a hobbit they try to kick. Hob, hobby, hobby it, hobbit. Is it my <laughs> number three now, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I went Morning. for I went for Gollum. Uh, number three. This is this is third, second and first as well. So third place is Gollum. Yep. Or you may know him as Smeagol. So should we both do an impression of Gollum and then the people on Twitter can vote who's the best? Yes, okay. Not then. Are you right there, Pat? It's me, Gollum, uh, otherwise known as Smeagol. Pat, and I like the ring because it's my precious. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to try now. <laughs> my precious. Very <laughs> good. Uh, that's about a draw, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway... Gollum, originally known as Smeagol, he was corrupted by the One Ring. A bit like you. <laughs> Gollum was a star hobbit of the River Folk who lived near the Gladdenfields. 
So a bit more pleasant than Mirkwood. Yeah. Uh, so he, he got his name Gollum after his habit of making a horrible, horrible swallowing noise in his in his throat. Like this. That's Gollum. It. Gollum. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. It's mentioned in the chapter five of the Hobbit book, Riddles in the Dark. Hmm. Uh, okay, so a few facts about Gollum introduced in the Hobbit book. First, his first appearance was there. Yeah. Uh, first obtained the ring by murdering his pal, Deagle. Oh, I thought you could jump in there. He didn't. Nah, he didn't know. <laughs> and and just just for you, Al, it was played by Andy Serkis in the yeah, movies. I yeah, I knew. Do. <laughs> did you like Gollum? Did you? Is he in your list? No. Yeah. You look Job a bit of... like Gollum, don't you? Hey. Fucking no. <laughs> uh, right, you ready for my second one? Yes. I've picked Rosie Cotton. Do you know who she is? Doc Cotton's mum. Oh, oh dear. Oh, Nick. <laughs> oh, Matron. No, oh, Ro- kind of Rosie <laughs> Cotton is Sam Gamgee's his wife. Um, well, yeah, he... Well, you didn't say that. You're being silly. You're yeah, being but silly it's funnier, isn't it? Dot, I've made the Dot Cotton connection. I mainly picked oh, Rosie no. Cotton. Barely in it. She's in the first one and then the last one. Uh, I mainly picked her because she marries Sam, even though he's in love with Frodo. Um, so. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. That bit at the end. Just, when Frodo's in really the good pals. Yeah, right. That bit at the end when he's in the bed. What version have you watched? There's someone go no, Sam loves Frodo. He's absolutely in love with him. There's no friendship in there. There's more than that. Okay. So Ro- Rosie Cotton was played by Sarah McLeod. Um, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got some facts here. So Sam and, About her? No, the character. Rosie and Sam uh-huh. um, have 13 kids, which is insane. And they name them about different characters. Like one's called Frodo, one's called Merry and Pippin and Twatface and whatever. Um, but in real life, she has two daughters, Sarah McLeod. And mm. in September 2004, she in- she attended the Armageddon Pulp Cul- Pulp Culture Expo Convention in Wellington, New Zealand. So nice. there you go. Yep, that's my second one. Your one. Are you done? <laughs> yep. <laughs> tell me, tell very, me what very, you liked really... about the character. Uh, her bustiness. <laughs> Fair enough. I have picked Gandalf for number two. There is the a wizard, as you know. Yeah. One of the Istari order that you knew yep. that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's the leader and mentor of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. So like Gollum, he makes his first appearance in The Hobbit as well. And he yep. deserves his place for kicking the shit out of Balrog at the bridge of Khazad-dum. That bloody Balrog. Agree? Yeah. You remember that bit? Yep. You shall not pass! That part. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody fools! And also, to be fair, he did save everyone's ass to the Battle of Helm's Deep as well. Yeah, but there is a problem with him. Because mm-hmm. when, they, when the eagles come and collect Frodo at the end... Why didn't he just get one of the eagles to drop the ring into the fires of Mordor rather than this? Those eagles can only work 40 hour weeks, and because they'd already done 40 hours then, they couldn't do the drop off. Oh, fair enough. It's a good explanation. It's all, you know, the, um, what are they called? The union. It's through the unions, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, So the facts then the original name was Oleron. Yep. He was named Gandalf by the ancient men of. Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Come on, catch up. Gandalf's appearance was inspired by a postcard that J.R.R. Tolkien bought in Switzerland. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little mention about his horse, Sal. What's his horse called? Uh, Dobbin. Gandalf acquired his horse, Shadowfax, from Theoden. Halifax. Shadowfax. <laughs> and Shadowfax is the lord of horses and is said to be faster than the wind. No, it's not. You really don't like Lord of the Rings, do you? I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is that it? So, my final number, my number one, I've picked Boromir. 
Oh, ah. Yeah. yeah. Played by Sean Bean. Yeah, Sharpie. Yeah. Give me that bloody ring. <laughs> <laughs> who, put, who took it in pit? <laughs> who, who's firing arrows at us? <laughs> Get your one ring exclusively on all two. <laughs> um, so he's the old elder brother of Faramir. And he's mortally wounded by orc arrows in the first film. But in yeah, the book, shame that. in the book, it happens in Two Towers. But in the films, it happens in uh, Fellowship of the Ring. So uh, I do think it would have been better if he'd have played Boromir in his accent, in his Sheffield accent. It yeah, he did. Better. It kept coming out. Oh, did it? Did you hear it? And yeah. the accent. One doesn't simply walk into Mordor. One don't simply walk down to Bramall Lane <laughs> when Saturday comes. I fucking hate these orcs. <laughs> Just like Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> what would have been really good is if one of the orcs was wearing a Sheffield Wednesday kit, like in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, shot. he's got his like Sheffield United emblem in his suit of armour or something. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I've got anything else for you. Uh, he's. Uh, did you know that Sean Bean has been married five times? No. And his mum is called Rita, and his dad is called Brian. Well, you've been around for dinner, have you? No, but I found that out, and I thought it was quite yeah. interesting. But I, I like Boromir as a character. I like that he. He. You think he's maybe going to be trying to take the ring from Frodo, but then he saves him at the end, doesn't he? It did tempt him, didn't it? Yeah. He got tempted. He's. I think he's one of the better. He's one of the best characters that that dies but then Sean Bean dies in everything yeah there's the old thing about that isn't there he, he does cop it in a lot of stuff yeah good on him mm. give me that bloody ring <laughs> go on then give us your number one Gandalf I'll handle this oh you you shan't pass <laughs> my number one is put your dukes up <laughs> put your dukes up I'll fight you <laughs> Number one is Gimli. Who's he? Dwarf. Oh, is he the dwarf? Yes. Oh, nice. Fair enough. Dwarf warrior, actually. Oh, sorry. So, the Lord of the Glittering Caves. He's a dwarf warrior and the son of. Come Vladimir. Gloin. Nearly. <laughs> Groin. Gloin. I know. From the Hobbit films, remember? Yes. Yeah. Gimli is chosen to represent the race of dwarves in the Fellowship of the Ring. And he and Frodo, he aids Frodo to Mount Doom and participates in the War of the Ring as well. And he did fucking good in that. So a few facts, Al. Um, yep. Befriends Legolas, overcoming the divide of elves and dwarves. Yeah. Yeah, a bit nice there. He has the, uh, if you remember that, the orc slaying contest with Legolas oh, yeah. in the Battle of Helm's Deep. I think uh, Gimli won by one or two. Pretty sure Gimli won anyway. All right. And three, he has the best beard in Middle Earth. Okay. Right. It's not better than Gandalf's big yes, white it is. beard. That's Santa. It is. No, it's not. It's better. <clears throat> is that it? Yes. Excellent. Well done. So, you've got your social media? Quite a bit. We'll start with the man who didn't like it or got called me a nerd this yeah. week. So, hashtag keep comrath is him, Chris yeah. K. So, he, he put on his, his top three, are uh, one, two, and three, and he just left it blank. Oh. Very amusing. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought for a start, but there's the in joke there, isn't there? They're all wearing what the happens ring. When you... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well done. And shame on me for not getting it for the start. <laughs> but the rest then, regular Gav. He went a bit pervy with Arwen in the, um, when he sent his suggestions in again. So, again, yeah. he's back on thin ice. But he's picked Arwen, the Ents, and Gimli. Yep. Do you know what the Ents are, Al? No. The you know the big trees that talk. And oh walk. yeah, tree beard. Yeah, tree beard in Kyle. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So that's his three. Uh, Mrs. Regular Gav, the Ents, Legolas, and Gollum. 
Yep. Keith Campbell, Ewan, Radagast the Brown. Good choice. And Treebeard. Yep. <laughs> uh, I liked I liked Australian Dan's picks this week as well. So this is like literally word for word. Uh, number one, the orc that shouts catapults in a high pitch. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sam's gaffer at the pub. No lines in the film, but he's running a tight ship. A real traditional boozer. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, Gimli's old man Gloin, top bloke. <laughs> so they, they were my favourites this week from Australian Dan. I, I wanted to pick the orc that said something about having a barbecue. Um, <laughs> because I don't believe that they know what a barbecue is. But I couldn't find, find him anywhere, so I didn't bother. Oh, shit. They don't need their uh, legs. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> a special shout out. You remember that one that um, charged the charged the castle? Did like the kamikaze mission with the bomb? Oh yeah. They were trying to take him out with the arrows, but just weren't enough. Yeah. He did well. Took one for the team. Uh, Claire R, Pippin, Legolas, and Aragorn. Yep. Hmm. KTR, Frodo, Legolas, and Gollum. Now they're, they're both my sisters, and they pick those characters because I think they have a bit of a fancy to them all. Fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, Gary and JL, new people. Hello, uh, Gary and Jay. Watched bad films. Hello, lads. So they did pretty well as well. They picked Peter Jackson as a drunkard in Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. <laughs> Peter Jackson as a Rohan soldier in the Two Towers. Yeah. And Peter Jackson as an Umbar. Corsair Sailor in Return of the King. Fair enough. So they picked all his cameos. Well played. Hello to you both. Hello. Uh, Haze on Fire, Aragorn, Gandalf, and Foreign Oakenshield. Yep. Because she likes all of them, especially Gandalf. Uh, Kezaji Knighty, Boromir, Treebeard, and Theoden. Yep. Who was the king, you remember? Yeah. Yep. And that is it. Excellent. Well, mm. thank you for getting involved. Uh, Twitter, RT, and uh, Instagram, and if you emailed or anything. Stu, the next Cut one. Catapults! <laughs> 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 Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those orcs are class. Aren't yeah, they? they're the best, innit? I want to change mine just to three orcs. <laughs> So, Stu, we're going to have quite a bit of time to get ready for these next top three, but I won't tell the listeners just yet. We'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> oh, that thing, yeah. I yeah. know. I know what you mean. So, yeah. Stu, I've picked, I think, my, I think it's going to be one of the best top threes that we've ever had. Okay, yeah. you ready for it? The Definitely. next top three, I want you to give me your top three non-regular Father Ted characters. Oh, shit. Yeah, so you can't have Ted, you can't have Dougal, you can't have Jack, and you can't have Mrs. Doyle. Ah, go on. Ah, go on. So if go you on. want to tell us your top three Father Ted characters, non-regular Father Ted characters, why not get in touch? We are at Stu and Alpod on Instagram and Twitter, and we are Stu and Alpod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. So that oh. is top, yeah? I've already got them. I haven't. I, I can't think of it. But anyway, I don't know if I'm going to have to replace any of these, but I think I've already got them already. <laughs> All right. Right, that was top three. And now it's time for 90s Corner. <laughs> 90s Corner. 90s Corner. Each episode, me and Stu bring something from the 90s and we discuss it. If we both think it's great, it gets swept into 90s Corner. One of us thinks it's shit, it gets sold off in the Lincoln newspaper and Leicester Mercury. Lincoln equivalent, that's what I was going for, wasn't it, Stu? <laughs> yes, the one. Um, Stu, go on then, you go first this week. What have you bought for 90s Corner this week? Don't wake Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're going to have to tell me about this because I've got two different things in my head. Was it a board game or was it, that t- was it a TV show on CITV? No. <clears throat> it was a board, board game. game. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yep. So wait, you and oh, no, I'm the rest thinking about you... get your own back. <laughs> Dave, Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah, he was a legend, weren't he? He he deserves a space in Night's Corner just Let's, on his own. Hold on, Stu. Let's just chuck him straight in. Get him in. Yeah, Dave Benson Phillips, you're straight in Night's Corner. 
Get in there, DBP. <laughs> yes, lad. Go on then. Uh, yeah, don't, so don't wait, Dad. The game where players take the role of children sneaking around to the refrigerator late at night trying to not to wake their sleeping father who's for some reason just in bed on his own in the middle of the board. <laughs> not a bedroom or anything. Just chilling in the bed. Yeah, in a bedroom, I'm mate. sleeping there again tonight, kids. <laughs> fucking wake me up. Well, Dad, if you slept in your room... We probably wouldn't wake you up because you're going can't to bed at 5pm. <laughs> you know, I can't go in there with leopard sleeping already. Why is Sean Bean again? <laughs> Everything's better this with Sean Bean. Episode, this whole episode is going to be in Sheffield. <laughs> released in 92. <clears throat> so, released in 1992 by the Parker Brothers. Ooh. It was one of the best-selling board games of the 1992 Christmas season. Ooh. Uh, here are the facts about it, Al. Uh, the object of the game is to not wake Dad. Yep. Um, you need to get to the fridge, and then you, you can't wake the Dad. How do you wake him? So, I think it's to do with, like, cards, and then certain cards in certain colours, and then you have to, like, press oh, the button. Oh, you press the alarm clock. And it's a bit like Buckaroo, kind yeah, of, like, something yeah, yeah. extends it, and then sp- just spring out, and you're yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Aye? <laughs> or a bit like Basta, mind you. Yeah. Aye? <laughs> so, uh, what do you reckon? Shall we oh, uh, sweep I love Don't, Don't Wait, Dad. It was great. Yeah, it sweep was, it in. It, yeah. Dave Benson <laughs> Phillips, Phillips can have a game when he's in there. Don't wake, don't wake Dave. <laughs> okay, well done, Stu. Now, I have bought something to 90s corner this week which I cannot believe we've not said already. I have bought something that's already been mentioned in this podcast. I bought Father Ted. What the fuck? <laughs> How have we not brought him up? I think we go for things that are so like niche and like we just forget yeah, about the obvious country. things. So oh, shit. Father Ted started, in, it ran from 1995 to 1998. Um, 25 episodes altogether, three series and a Christmas special. About three priests living on Craggy Island. Uh, those priests were played by Dermot Morgan, Ardlo Hanlon, and Frank Kelly. But they also had uh, three Pauline, legends. Yeah, Pauline McLean as Mrs. Doyle, their housekeeper. Also a legend. Uh, I've just got a few things that because obviously we could speak about this all day. But obviously Dermot mm. Morgan died one day after filming um, the final episode of Father Ted. He did. They weren't going to make any more afterwards. It was going to be his, no. his last ever one, anyway. Um, not obviously Huge not anyway, lot. but um, he wanted to go on to do other things, which <clears> would have been really interesting to see what he'd done. Um, I did find out a really interesting fact too that I thought was quite funny. In the first, after the first episode was shown on TV, there were two complaints. Okay, really, one complaint to say that it was anti-Catholic, and another <laughs> complaint to say that it was too pro-Catholic. So it's like really weird, but I know. So I know that me and you are both massive fans of Father Ted. I love it. Just such a good show. Uh, that's why I wanted to do it for the top three for next ne- next episode as well. And I thought actually while I was coming up with that, I thought well we've not actually spoken about Father Ted yet. I mean we could speak about Father Ted for a whole episode. So we'll Definitely. cut it short. But <laughs> one for the future. Yeah, one for the future. So yeah, that's it, Stu. Father Ted, can I have it in? Oh, definitely, mate. It's like one of the best, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm shocked we've not brought it up so far, but I just love watching it all the time. I've got the script books of all the all the episodes in oh, there yeah. and everything. Just perfect so give, show. Give me a random quote. What are we watching? <laughs> Don't look at me! Don't look at me! <laughs> Is that mate? <laughs> hey, Dougal, who'd you like best? Oasis or Blur? Blur. What? <laughs> Oasis. Is that event Oasis? <laughs> I really shouldn't be here. <laughs> right, I'm going to sweep it in. <coughs> so, have we got any anything from social media? Four. Ooh. Kezer G90. Bernard's watch. Yes, thank you. I'd like it's to John see a Jones. Bernard's watch oh, when he was. Uh, I'd like to see a Bernard's watch when he was um, older and see what he does then with pause in time. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard, Bernard! <laughs> uh, it's John Jones, Alan Partridge. 
No Again, question. Another one that I can't believe we've not mentioned. I know when he sent it in, I was like, "Oh God, say how do we not?" And your fingerprint was so, sausage. <laughs> cash back. <laughs> uh, Chris Comrath, the big Lebowski. Yeah, watch that the other week. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie Randall, Westlife. I suppose Come you on, can't man. They not have I mean, I'm not a big fan of their music, but anyone that can stand up from stools in yeah. a key change, and key change at the same time to go through, yeah, pop, pop them through. What's your favourite Westlife song? I'm flying without wings. <laughs> that one. Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one too. <laughs> <clears throat> and that is your lot. Thank you very much. So if you'd like to submit something to 90s Corner, why not get in touch? We are still in our pod. Sorry, sorry, go for it. Yep. Sorry, 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 sorry. You might have to do a bit of editing here, but I just remembered that um, regular Gav, who was very late this week, sent in LA Gear trainers. Oh, yes, LA Gear. LA Lights. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. Get your so, gear with your Reebok pumps too. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, if you'd like to submit something tonight, he's corner. Why not get in contact? We are stewandourpod at gmail.com or we are at stewandourpod on both Instagram and Twitter. Why not drop us a line and tell us something you liked from the 1990s. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why don't, you, why don't you give us a call and tell us as well? If you know yeah. us personally, on the landline. bring us up and go, hey, lads, hey, lads, I've got why an not, idea for your nightly thing. Why not send us something via teletext? <laughs> <laughs> or write to us. Yeah. Write Amps to us. I'm not going to tell you our addresses, but just, just put on the envelope, Stu and Al. The postman will know. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll know. be listening. Right. Anyway, that was 90s Corner, and now it's time but frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. So frankly, my dear, is where Alex picks a well-known quote from the world. Yep. And then he um, gives it a Owl remix version with a celebrity or... An, or yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. You're going <laughs> to get this one, Stu. I guarantee it. Are you ready? I still not gotten over last week's one yet. That was... That was the best one so far. And oh. I didn't get it, but it was still the best one. Oh, um, Christopher Walken? No. It was. It was Christopher Walken last week. <clears throat> I thought it was Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, it was Christopher Walken doing Margaret Thatcher's thingy. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, that was good. Okay, you ready? No, I meant the bit he did after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lady and, is returning. Did you hear they're putting a statue up in Grantham? So, or yes. they're like, having an unveiling. So... Maybe that speech can be said aloud. So, anyway, here you Maybe go. You we ready? should give it some apple pie. <laughs> you ready? Mm. Ah, Toto, I've got the feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And that is an impression of me doing an impression of Arnie. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I was jumping yeah. on. I realised I couldn't believe I've not tried it yet, so I thought I would do. <laughs> That's pretty good. Almost as good as mine. Anyway, Stu, I just <laughs> want to quickly talk about last week because um, <coughs> obviously we all know Chris Conrath now. We let him on the episode, Stu. I think mm. I might have to delete that episode because he's been quite mean about my impression of Christopher Walken last week. Um, Stu, I've never said my impressions are any good. I've always said they're supposed to be no. shit. Um, not supposed to be shit, they just are shit. But actually, so Christopher Walken got in contact this week because he'd heard, <laughs> he'd seen via Twitter that Chris Conrath <laughs> had had a go and he sent a message for us to play to Chris Conrath. So you ready for it? I'm going to pass Oh my God, is tape. this going to be a new feature called, is this going to be a new feature of Chris versus Chris? <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? Here you go. Ooh. Pass to the tape. Let me grab it. Let me, yep. Click. Hey, Alan <laughs> Stu. Christopher Walken here. I listened to your podcast and I thought your impression of me was great. But this guy, Chris Conrad, what's wrong with him? Does he want to watch up his ass or something? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Chris. It was shit. Now it's time for In the News. 
in each episode, Stu, who should be positioned just in front of me there. Hello. Okay, excellent. He tells us two news stories, one of them that he's found somewhere online or in the newspapers or something, and another one that he's made up. Oh, <laughs> it's dead saucy sometimes. He also tells us things like sports results, uh, the weather, uh, uh, well, st- oh, just random shit, whatever comes out of his fucking head. Get on with it, you mug. <laughs> Traffic. And- Traffic. Traffic. In there. Traffic. <laughs> God, that's <laughs> So here are your headlines. Al, never to do impressions again. Oh. oh. Never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> now here are your real headlines. <laughs> Brian Adams reveals his favourite childhood biscuits in the summer of rich tea mine. <laughs> Fuck, that is dreadful. That is absolutely dreadful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You'll like this one. The Beautiful South tell us about their favourite female farm animal, saying she's a perfect hen. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And Stephen Tyler reveals he always records Coronation Street when on tour because he... Don't want to miss a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Quite. Okay, story number one. A woman got the shock of her life when she came across a birth certificate this week that led her to believe her mum had been hiding a secret brother from her her whole life. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Here comes the pun line. Kristen Rossi stumbled across a document at her mum's house which named the unknown child Clyde Fabian and also had an ink marking of the child's feet and handprints on there as well. Well, When she asked her mum about this, she discovered the truth. So it turns out she's like, Mum, I've got a secret brother. What the fuck? Why have you not said anything? It turned out that the secret brother was actually a Cabbage Patch doll a toy from the 90s which included birth certificates and adoption papers in the box. Oh, God. Um, my mum kept all of this thinking that it might be worth something one day, so managed to keep the whole part of this box. Hey, so it is worth something, box. though. It's, it's now on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we did Tamagotchi, didn't we? And that came up, so yeah. yeah. So the, the whole incident was shared on Twitter by her sister, Alex. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, well, shared and liked well into the thousands. Uh, Alex said, I may have done a lot of embarrassing things in my life, but my older sister actually went berserk once when she found a cabbage patch birth certificate at my mum's house and started screaming at her for hiding our brother Clyde Fabian. Why she kept the birth certificate with our birth certificates? Well, we don't know who knows. A strange one. The whole incident. It was brought up again recently when Kristen had a baby and one of the gifts given to her by her sister was a baby grow that said, Clyde Fabian is my uncle. <laughs> so they all had a bit of a laugh about it in the end. Yeah. Now you may notice that there wasn't many um, puns there or anything. No, I'm waiting for the next one to be full of puns. <laughs> yes. Well, story number two, Robert De Niro has decided to go into a career in politics. And has declared he'll be running for president, uh, president, running for mayor of New York in 2022. Yep. Did you want to do your Robert De Niro impression now? Uh, hold on a second. Hold on. You talking to me? You talking to me? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's all in the face. Is he, is he from Sheffield as well? <laughs> uh, De Niro up. submitted. <laughs> You talking to me? <laughs> oh, sorry, you were. De Niro has <laughs> submitted documents to his lawyers this week asking them to analyse this before he officially applies and goes oh, through. God, I just got that. I'm sorry, I just got that. <laughs> before he officially applies and to go through his silver linings playbook. Oh, God. Help with his course. <laughs> Uh, he got the idea from a taxi driver <laughs> when driving through the mean streets of New York. 
Uh, the campaign from Mayor will be mostly funded by Mr. De, Niro, De Niro's recent winnings from his Las Vegas <laughs> casino. <laughs> and also a huge win on his racehorses, Raging Bull, Jackie Brown, and a Bronx <laughs> Tail. You know, his free horses that everyone knows about. Yeah. About the, about the campaign, Mr. De Niro was quoted as saying, I'm feeling very excited about running for Mayor. And I feel I can make a lot of change to New York City. I'm keeping fit and go for a midnight run <laughs> three times a week. At the minute, I feel untouchable. Oh. <laughs> what I can do for this city is limitless. I'm the right man for the job. I'm a good fella. <laughs> a joker. <laughs> I met my opponent. He's a good guy. I got to meet the parents of him, and I'm sure he'll feel the heat when he comes up against me. Hopefully, by the end of all this, I can say that once upon a time in America, I was mayor of New York. See, he could, your God. he could run let for me mayor. Be your Godfather as well. He could <laughs> run for mayor and just use that as his speech. It'd be well good. Well, if, if you ever manage to listen to this episode, Robert De Niro, and if you need a speechwriter, <laughs> Hit me up. Uh, so more on this as it happens if he um, wins and gets elected. I sure hope he does. I don't know about you, Al. Yeah. Obviously, that story is probably true. <laughs> but what do you think? Was it well, true or was it the cabbage patch? Disappointingly, I think the Robert De Niro one is made up. Uh, yes, I wrote oh, that this afternoon while watching... I was watching Home Alone 2 while I wrote that. Well, did you see Donald Trump in it? I did. I did. I actually saw the scene for the first time. I've, I've heard he was in it, and then he yeah. just directs into the lobby, and then he turns around. And I swear he just like kind of goes like, "Yes, Macaulay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, proof." <laughs> Probably. Pretty weird. Uh, but yeah, two points for you. Well, you got it right. The yes. cabbage patch one was true, and the Rob De Niro story was made up by me. Excellent. Do you want to be a sport? Yes, please. Uh, Touching from last week, actually, in Lawn Bowls. Yeah. If you remember, uh, it got exciting when they woke up. Yes. Well, this week, fans were allowed to return for the matches. Uh, the man showed up on time <laughs> and left halfway through. <laughs> the man. <laughs> uh, in darts, the semi-final of the Worlds has been abandoned due to an injury to the ball's eye. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and in, in boating, uh, there was a big sail on at Halberds for canoes. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. It was quite the ordeal in there. <laughs> ordeal. <laughs> Speaking of sport, Al, yeah. uh, I was in the gym earlier and yeah. I decided to jump on the treadmill. People give me all these weird looks, so I um, I started jogging on it instead. Oh, God. Traffic news. <laughs> uh, huge tailbacks right now as a man fell asleep in traffic and got run over. Uh, I guess he was, uh, well, I guess he got tired. <laughs> and those leaving work at Dorigay Street will need to take a detour this, tonight going through eight traffic circles. It will take longer, but it will get you where you're going in a roundabout way. <laughs> and the weather... Yep. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Stu. That was in the news. <laughs> and now it is time for Buster Mind. Hey, Buster Mind. So it's, I'm sure everyone's heard of Masterminds, the popular BBC what? quiz show. Yeah, that hey? one. Yeah. <laughs> The one where you sit in the chair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But instead of mastermind, we call it bastermind because we're right bastards to each other and give each other shitty uh, subjects. Although Alex was nice this week. And, uh... I gave you a fucking lovely subject. Mm. So, last, so for this episode, I gave Stu the subject. Because it was coming up to Christmas, I gave him, the, I gave him uh, Die Hard. And what did you yes. give me? Well, because it was coming up to Christmas, I gave you the life and times of Kubla Khan. Kubla Khan. Fucking hell. Yeah. So that was exciting, really. Did you have fun uh, revising that? Did you learn much? Uh, I've learned a tiny, tiny bit. 
Oh, there you go then. <laughs> You've learned right. something. Good, so, isn't it? who asked the questions first last week? You did. All right, so you asked me the questions first this time then. Okay. Alex, okay. you're 52 years old and your chosen subject <laughs> is the life and times of Kubla Khan. Are okay. you ready? Yes. Your time starts now. Uh, could you tell me the reign, his reign of the Mongol Empire? Uh, 1960. What? Oh, no. 96. 1260. <laughs> yeah. 1294. Very impressive. Well done. Uh, which dynasty was he the founder of? Yuan. I don't know how to say it. Yes. Yuan. I think it's pronounced that way. But yeah. Well done. Very That's impressive. the only two I'll get. The year he died. Oh, shit. Um, oh, he, d- he died... 1294, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> the end of the empire. Yeah. I thought I'd try and... I know, but then I thought, oh, did he actually just someone take out. over? No, yeah, he died in the same year. Yeah. Alex, you're, you're going on for a clean sweep here <laughs> at the minute. Very impressive. I thought you'd get zero, to be honest. I know. Uh, who was his grandfather? Oh, um, Genghis Khan. Yes! Because <laughs> you gave Go me on, Genghis Khan last, last one. Genghis last one. <laughs> Okay, it's the year he became Emperor of China. 72, 1272. No, yes, 1272. No, Alex. 1274. Stick with your first one. 1272. Alex, it's 1271. Oh, shit. Oh, but I'm not I can't believe that. You were a year out of getting a clean sweep. You know what? In most of those questions, I... I barely looked at anything. I just looked at the very top of um, Wikipedia and there were all the answers were there. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I got them all from. It was a long long page to scroll yeah, down, but I found like, easy questions. So, oh, But well yes. done for remembering them, though. So now, I feel a bit so bad So close now. to a clean suit. I feel a bit yeah. bad now. Because you gave me such a shit, shit subject, I've picked some really hard questions for Die Hard. <laughs> oh, well, I took it easy on you. I always yeah, go to the top. But... I thought, well, I, but I All thought right. you'd know about that, and I felt that you. So, anyway, that's mastermind. You ready? Yeah. Stuart, you are seventy-seven years of age. Are you ready for your <laughs> subject of Die Hard? I certainly am. Hey, okay, question one: What book is Die Hard based on? Die Hard. Oh no, it's nothing lasts forever. I thought you'd get that one. So it was right at the top. I am. I didn't even look. Oh, that's what I remember from the film. Question two. Who did Alexander Godyanev play in the film? Quite a big character. Not one of the biggest, but fairly big. Was it one of the, you know, that blonde, long-haired yes. terrorist? Yes. What was his name? Dieter? No. Yeah, but it's, I'm right, because you know I'm on about... Carl. It was Carl. Carl, that's it. Carl. Yeah, but you know I meant. I could tell yeah. you how he died. No, I'll give you, I'll give you that one, because I'm being kind, because it's Christmas. Can Question I tell you how he died? Yeah, go on then. He gets hanged by a chain. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Question three. What did Jeb Stewart, one of the writers, hit on his drive home, uh, on his drive after an argument with his wife? Uh, a dog? It was a large refrigerator box. <laughs> uh, question four. What, uh, what is the release date of the film? 1988. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's July 15th, 1988. Wasn't at Christmas. Um, oh. Question five. What is the name of the building that the, um, it takes place in? Not the real the, name of the building, but the, what is it called in the film? The Nakatoma Plaza. Correct. Uh, so I'll give you three there out of five. So not bad. So still I win this week. So that's 2-1 to me overall. I can't believe I won with fucking Kubla Khan. Do you no want tricky your, um... questions though, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's because I thought I wouldn't get any. I thought it'd be too easy. So do you want your tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the running time? Uh, hour 45. It's 132 minutes. Two hours 12. Yeah. Shit. Have you got me a... Uh... Uh, your, yours was going to be uh, how many children did Kubla Khan father? Five. 22. <laughs> Bloody hell. Get in there. Ooh, Ooh, you want to Go on, lad. <laughs> Get in there, Kubla, my son. <laughs> okay. So, so you are going to have a bit more time to uh, 
to uh, revise this subject, but we'll tell the listeners why at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so your next subject is Paul O'Grady. <laughs> Paul O'Grady. Yeah. All right. Yours is Jonathan Ross. Oh, you didn't have anything written down there, did you? You just thought of that straight off there. Because you forgot. Well, I did have something written down, but I've changed my mind. I'll give you Jonathan Ross now. Fair enough. I like that. Wibbly so. wobbly. <laughs> What's up, weeders? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> right, I'm just writing that down. Okay, thank you. So that was Bastermind. And now it is time for Tales and a Bag of Nails. In each episode, Stu or I venture down to a lovely public house in London Town called the Bag O' Nails. And we meet one of the patrons there, don't we, Stu? Or some, you know, anyone who's down there, we get yeah, a recording from them. And, uh, and we bring it back. Stu, this week I went down, um, what day is it today? It's Sunday today. I went down on Friday, Friday night, so Did it's you? quite busy. Yeah, and I met a chap um, who actually decorates the bag of nails for Christmas. There's all the Christmas oh. decorations. So I had a bit of a, a chat with him. So um, I'll pass you the tape. Click and click. Hello, Stuart. You all right? My name is... I am talking to Stuart and I, yeah? That's what, yeah, sorry. I just, <laughs> I a lot of things going into my head because it's Christmas, you know. <laughs> and I've had a couple of brandies. <laughs> anyway, Stuart, my name is, ironically... Michael Christmas, but I spell it differently. Michael, as you'd usually spell Michael, but Christmas is spelled silent Q X M A S. So it's a bit of a different spelling. <laughs> anyway, my, as I say, my name's Michael Christmas, and I uh, decorate the uh, bag of nails every year for uh, Christmas. Put all the tinsel up the tree, everything like that. Last year, Stuart, I nearly didn't make it. Because I ate a load of the decorations and I got tinselitis. <laughs> this bloke's the right prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, these things happen, Stu. And I tell you what, there's a bloke who comes in here, right? And they call him Santa Claus. He's got the big white beard. He's got the big belly. You know, he's got. He's always wearing red, <laughs> and he's always. He's always emptying his sack in the bar. <laughs> not always at Christmas. And uh, it's not full of presents, if you know what I mean. He just empties his sack when he's had a few drinks. Difficult Thanks life he's had. <laughs> <laughs> Each Christmas, Stuart, not only do I do the decorations, but I also organise the entertainment. We've got a lovely singer coming in on Christmas Eve, Elvis Presley. So... <laughs> Each year, last year we had uh, a bit of speed dating as well. Uh, Christmas speed date, it was on the 23rd of December. I pulled myself a right cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and later that night, absolutely brilliant, right? I won a duck in the meat raffle. It was a right Christmas quacker. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a little bit drunk, Stuart, and I put some tinsel around my bollocks. Yeah, Christmas knackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last year, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> last year, Stuart, we did a secret Santa, right? Oh, I got the best present I've ever gotten. It was a broken drum. You can't beat it. <laughs> Hey, Stuart, I don't know about you, but I've really struggled to get an advent calendar this year. I think their days are numbered, to be honest. (laughs) Anyway, before I go, I'd just like to say, I can't wait till this Brexit's done, because I'm going to have a great Christmas dinner after Brexit. No Brussels. (laughs) Anyway... Anyway, Stuart, I'm going to go. I think my fucking voice has changed throughout this. Anyway, Stuart, I'm <laughs> going to go. hope you have a Good. lovely Christmas. Uh, and next year, come down and you can help me with the decorations. So see you later, Stuart. Bye. He's, he was a lovely chat, wasn't he, Stu? 
Michael no. Christmas. Throughout with the silent cue. <laughs> were all those jokes from last year's Christmas crackers? They were Christmas cracker, cracker style jokes, yeah. <laughs> 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 so next oh uh, on the next God. episode um Stu will be heading down <clears throat> the bag of nails maybe you'll go down mm. for uh you know christmas or new year or whatever but now that was bag of nails bag of nails and now it's time for arnie improves things i'll be back in each episode Stu finds a cassette tape in his After Eights box, um, usually involving Arnie and imp- improving things. So, Stu, what the fuck is he improving this week? Well, Alex, this week Arnie improves the Great British Bake Off. Oh. Now, if Chris Conrad thought your Christopher Walken impression was bad, wait till he hears my Paul Hollywood one. Stu, can I just stop you? What is Christopher yes. Walken's favourite song? Walking on Sunshine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, it was walking on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> or walking in Memphis. Or walking this way. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Go on, then. Right, here's the... Um, here's the yeah, ready, ready? Click. Hello, it's me, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Welcome to the Great British Bake Off. This week we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. Hello, Arnie. Welcome to Bread Week. I can see you've been busy. Is that a bloomer? It's not a bloomer. It's a molten rope, you idiots. Well, fair enough. So, Arnie, we've also got a pie challenge later. Trust me. <laughs> I'll be victorious. <laughs> Fair enough, pal. So going back to the bread challenges. What will you be making for your signature dish? Well, Paul, Hollywood. Although I am Mr. Hollywood. But I'm going all Italian this week with my own recipe. Pasta la pizza, <laughs> baby. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Oh, my food. My first dish is ready. Breadita. <laughs> so why don't you bread stick around? And I'll be back. <laughs> Fair enough. Join us next week when uh, we've got Al from the Stew and Al pot on the bake-off. It's oh. going to be a cracker. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's a good way to find out that I'm going to be on the bake-off. Yeah, I, I was going to tell you, but I thought I'd let Paul Hollywood... He's got a bit of a cold uh, yeah. in that episode. Sound so. a little bit like Silla Black. <laughs> I was going for John Lennon, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Schmickles! <laughs> Look at why you call a one, Chuck. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. So, Stu, um, mm. that's another episode done. But should we tell the listeners? Uh, should we let the listeners into a little secret, Stu? <laughs> in a minute. In a minute, Al. But just yeah. before you get into that. Well, <coughs> you know that me and you. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, well, you, you know, we've, we've known each other since we were three years old. Yeah. So it's well over 30 years now. But. When we were at primary school, do you remember the spelling contest we had in year three? Uh, no, I do not. Well, I do. So, me and you got to the final two. Yep. And you won, unfortunately, because I couldn't spell Armageddon. And I got really down about it, but just thought, ah, well, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I had won a spelling contest. <laughs> nah, that was all... All part of the joke, Al. I made the whole thing up. Because <laughs> oh, we all shame. know, if it was a spelling contest, I would easily have beaten you. Yeah. Well, it's not the end of the world. No. So, <laughs> just used the same pun there, but it didn't work. No. Nah. Stu, let, that out. <laughs> let's, let's let the... Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> let's that again. Stu, now I'm mm. sure listeners of this podcast have been thinking for the whole hour, what is this news that Stu and Al have got? It's so exciting. So basically, what we're going to do is, this is episode 16. Now, episode 17, you will not get until January time. We're not entirely sure. It'll probably be the first or second Friday of January. But Mm. you will get, hey, Stu, 
this is exciting. You will get a Christmas special of the Stu and Al pod. Now, that is not episode 17. It's not episode 16 and a half. It is the nope. Christmas special of the Stu and Al pod. We will be talking about our favorite Christmas songs, our favorite Christmas movies, TV shows, dinner, or whatever, things we like to do at Christmas. And we'll also have some special guests. So some people that maybe have been on the podcast before, not Chris Conrad, not, not what I'm getting at. Um, <laughs> more people like um, Uncle Dorogay or Jackie D or the Borealis Brothers. Anyways, <laughs> you will get some special guests. We'll have a little bit of fun, won't we, Stu? Big good oh, yes. laugh. Can't wait. So if you'd like to contribute to the Christmas special, if you'd like to tell us your favourite Christmas songs, your favourite Christmas movies, or your favourite Christmas TV shows, we'll maybe give you a shout out on the podcast. And we're thinking that's going to come out on Christmas Eve, don't we, Stu? Yes. And we would, you, you can cut this out if I'm wrong, Al, but are we, is it going to be like a two-part where we do one on New Year as well? No, I think we're just going to do the one now. I think it depends how long it is. If, it, if it's long, then we'll, we'll cut it in half, but otherwise we might just take <laughs> one out. <laughs> hey, stick one out. So, Stu, are yeah, you excited? It could exci- be a mammoth episode then. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you excited about it, Stu? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to recording it. I think it's going to be good fun. Could be shit. Couldn't work. It might not work because there's no real structure to it. <laughs> are we going to be? Are we going to be merry? Al? I might have. A, if it's Christmas Eve, I might have had a few before we record. You know. Yeah, I might have. A few. Well, we're not going to record it on Christmas Eve because it's going out Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, twat. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, I, might, I was going to say, might... better not be any good films on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, of course we're not going to record it then. Yeah. So. There you go, listeners. So that'll be interesting. So for the, you've got quite a bit of time if you want to submit anything to 90s Corner or your top three Father Ted characters that aren't regulars. Uh, you have got quite a bit of time to submit that, but we will put it out on uh, Twitter and Instagram anyway. So before, yeah. before we go, Stu, I've got another advert from Barry. Yes. Now, this is the last one he's going to send us for quite some time because uh, I'm running out of ideas. And to be honest, it's a bit slapdash. <laughs> But Barry's <laughs> businesses are still failing, Stu. Um, but he's, he's thought, mm. well, Christmas is coming up. He's trying he's try a new Christmas, uh, Christmas business venture. Are you ready for it? Yeah. All right, here's the tape. Uh, click. Are you single? Born at Christmas. Would you like to pull a cracker instead of your own knob? then why not give me a call at Barry's Christmas Crackers I will find a load of tarts down at the bus station that I will bring for you (laughs) also as I'm Barry I will give your bollocks a clean (laughs) before your hot date but don't take my word for it. How about listening to this satisfied customer? I was spending Christmas alone again. It's I the bought- same one. <laughs> it's the same foul one last week. <laughs> I'd got my scotch eggs in from the local supermarket and I was going to spend my Christmas wanking. <laughs> but instead, I decided to give Barry's Christmas crackers a call. He sent me round a woman that was <laughs> exactly the same as me. She loves Scotch eggs and she stank as shit. But we, had, <laughs> but we had a lovely Christmas day pulling each other's crackers. And by that, I mean our private parts. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. You are very helpful. Thumbs up. So if you want... A Christmas cracker on your arm rather than a cock in your hand, your own cock, then why not give me a call? <laughs> Furry's Christmas crackers. Spend Chris- let Christmas go off with a bang, not just in your own hand. <laughs> there you go, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, Barry better be in the Christmas special, man. Yeah, he might do. I'll try and get some of it. Oh, right. Gosh. So, let's say goodbye, Stu. So, until the Christmas special, listeners, we are saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.